That's right, you geeks. Welcome into the Echo Screen, the official podcast of the Clan of the Gray Wolf. As always, I am your host, the Commodore. Ding dong. Whoop, there it is. And, and jump, jump. something about you with cats and something. And Rue, how are you doing tonight? Um, something about Pikachu, I don't know. Good, Pikachu. It was great. It was fun. Oh, yeah, we have a topic today. We're going to have our second installment of people's favorite edition from before, which was about the convince me argument. And it's going to be great. Yeah. We're going to convince each other of things that we don't like. Oh, yeah, that's great. Just right. pay attention. That's the topic du jour. It's the topic of the day. I'm, I'll have that. Okay, and then we were violently ripped from the stream. <laughs> so we apologize for that, guys. But we did a brief summation for you right there. So that... Of everything you missed. Yeah, so if you, if you, uh, if you hadn't seen the stream until that moment now you're completely and totally caught up so uh so sorry about the technical difficulties listen this is a this is not just amateur hour okay i want you to know well it kind many, of is but yeah well it is kind of amateur hour because we really are amateurs we don't know what we're doing also don't uh, change the settings if they have worked previously yes yes this that would file that under the don't fix what ain't broken i've heard Sinus. of this yes to make that we point, uh, uh have a cooper yes okay Hi, Cooper. Hey, Cooper. Rio. All right. So, where were we? All right. Uh, yeah. So, the topic du jour is going to be about convincing each other about things we don't like. However, we always start with the news and notes, or as we call it, the tids and bits, the T and B. So, why don't we start talking about some news for the lovely people, things that they should know, things that uh, they probably don't want to know, but we're going to tell them anyway. Well, I know one piece of news everyone wants to know is that you got a new phone. I did get a new phone, and I stuck with the Android. Yeah. Um, Exciting. I, I, I will tell you that not only is it the best phone I've ever had, but it's it really is incredibly well built. I've shown it off to all of my iPhone friends, and they're all very impressed by it. I got the HTC One, and it is absolutely phenomenal. I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. I don't think anybody even, wanted to know about that news. We'll get you not even for a new iPhone 5S or 5C? Uh, you 5C? Like that, like that transition I did there? Is the 5C for cheap? If, is it? That would actually be kind of nice. If it, I know. Well, it should be. Be truth in marketing. Um, yeah, it, it kind of is. Uh, I, I don't really know why they did that. Although, um, so the new iPhone has debuted. We should talk about that. We Neither you nor myself are iPhone users, but it's a significant event. Whenever mm. Apple makes these kinds of declarations, they'll of, make a bunch of money, and you know, they'll make four and a half billion dollars this year instead of five billion, and all the investors will get pissed off. But you know, other than that, they'll be fine. other than that. Everything is totally good. So, so we're not Apple folks, but is there anything about this new phone that interests you? Well, I mean the the global release of iOS seven, so it's out of beta now. So mm -hmm. you don't just have to be a tester to try iOS seven. Have you seen a lot of the iOS seven? Uh no. You know, so I have. I spent some time with it. I think it's it's certainly better looking than the way that they had the phone previously. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not sure that's too hard to beat in this day and age, but uh, it's flatter. It's it's more colorful. It's very pastel. If you don't like pastels, you probably won't like the new iOS. It's kind of like a throwback to the old iMac days. I'm thinking. Yeah, it is a little bit. It's kind of it's very colorful. It's more very the old iPod bright. Days, really. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I, it's, Vulcan Assassin is talking about the Ubuntu, Ubuntu phone. Uh, Ubuntu phone that that uh, probably won't happen now because it failed to reach its Kickstarter goal. Oh, actually, it wasn't a Kickstarter. 
it was a fund me or whatever they call that. Con uh, convince me? Not convince me. Oh. Please fund my stuff dot com. I, I don't know. I'm just making things up. Fundstarter dot face. Fundstarter dot Facebook. Mm -hmm. MySpace faces. Actually, okay. So yeah. since we're already on the on the phone topic, that did you see the news about uh, Cyanogen Mod? Yes, Cyanogen Mod Incorporated. Yes, yes. They've been incorporated for about a year now, I think. Yeah. Uh, if you're not aware, Cyanogen Mod they make uh, perhaps I, I think pretty easily the most popular, uh, you know homebrew i suppose uh version of android that you can you know if you have any android phone almost any android phone you can root it and flash it a, a new rom onto it and you know it's customizable and all this other great stuff uh because android is based off of uh linux or unix linux right linux mm -hmm. linux um what's based off of unix anymore really um <laughs> well i mean linux is kind of a clone or you know, slight differences. Anyway, very, very good to see. Anyway, yeah, go ahead. The point being that CyanogenMod Mod uh, has raised uh, seven million dollars to fund a direct-to-consumer route for Android firmware. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, so, that's so, cool. so, what, what are the implications of this, Commodore? You're more of the techie than I am, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough to say. And I'll, so, one reason why is because I believe, and I, I I might be way off on this, but I believe the latest that I heard was that there was actually a uh, a new law in the United States that makes it illegal for one to root or jailbreak, in the case of iPhone, one's phone. I believe technically that is illegal now. Technically. I don't know how many people are really going to jail for that. but I, I don't either. Just saying uh, that before was not the law. When I started rooting phones many a year ago, uh, that was not the law. And now it is. So uh, you know, take that for what it's worth. Just saying that's out there. So now you technically have an entire industry. I mean, go into the Google Play Store, go into, you know, the uh, the the iPhone Store, right? And what you're going to find is a whole industry of people that are making apps for rooted and jailbroken phones, mm -hmm. right? So Makes you sense. essentially have, yeah, you have a whole industry of people that are making legitimate apps, selling them on legitimate, you know, places for what is technically, I think, an illegitimate thing to do to your device. Uh, by law, how how strange is that? Can you think of any analog to that? I can't. Currently, I mean, uh, it's part of the whole culture of you know you buy something and it's not really yours. Yeah, kind of exactly. Thing that that exactly. that's being pushed. That's been pushed for quite a while on, on a lot of different fronts. Uh, a lot of legal challenges that haven't worked so well. Um, yeah. So we'll see. I don't know if anyone's challenging this in court. I know there's, uh, I think the Obama administration is now moving to try to reverse it, but I guess that's mm -hmm. all in Congress. So who yeah, knows? It's, a, it's probably it's not a, a high priority. It's not a high priority, nor probably should it be. And like you say, I don't think anybody's going to jail for it anytime soon. Just wanted to point that out, though. I think it's interesting that Cyanogen Mod is, you know, Cyanogen Incorporated, the keepers of Cyanogen Mod are going to be basically releasing this software that is only usable on now technically illegal phones. Yeah. Just an interesting thought. Anyway, in terms of what it does. So Google, for every official release of Android, so every iteration you guys have already probably heard about, they're named after desserts like mm. Donut. I'll have that. Eclair. Froyo. 
KitKat, which I thought was an interesting choice. That's the latest version of, of uh, Android, Android <laughs> KitKat. So if you can't remember the numbers, just remember the food. Um, but every time an iteration of, of Android comes out, Google officially releases it. So they release the official code for that release of Android, <clears throat> mm -hmm. at which point people are free to do whatever they want with it. Companies, you, and they yeah. modify it and put all Companies. sorts of bloatware on it, generally. People. Um, carriers, right? They can do whatever they want to do with it. Uh, manufacturers, right? And they off and they do. So, what Cyanogen or the Cyanogen mod was the was the concept started with one one gentleman. I think I don't think he's I think he's Australian. Maybe I don't I don't, I'm, don't you know, fact check me on that one. But anyway, decided that why don't I just take that release and do what I can to make sure that that stable release is usable on as many phones as possible. So what if I created kind of a network of people that took the stock Android release and made it available on as many phones as possible? That way, no matter what phone you have, you can always run a standardized, tested, working version of Android specifically for your phone. You following me so far? Sure. All right, so CyanogenMod 10, which I believe is the late Jelly Bean, that is the Jelly Bean mm -hmm. iteration. Mm -hmm. For example, they would release Cyanogen Mod 10. That is that, you know, if you have a phone that has hardware capable to run it, someone out there has not only ported it, but they've tested it and it works and you can load it on your phone right through uh, Cyanogen. That's how it works. So it replaces the full operating system on your phone with stock standard regular old Android. All right. No bloatware, no sense, no moto, whatever the hell they called it. Uh, no, all sorts of Samsung crap. Yeah, no Samsung touchy touch McToucherson Pro, whatever they call that. Yeah, uh, I think it is touchy touch McToucherson Pro. It but, is. Uh, that's the official release. However, so none of that stuff. Just stock and standard Android. I think that's significant. I think it's pretty cool. I think it should be pretty interesting to see how they go about with this in, in, a, in an official business sense really so yeah yeah sense so, you know sense sense very i see what you did there. Uh, uh and one last bit uh i hear there was a game released recently that has to do with autos of the grand theft variety uh grand theft walrus yes that was it the uh popular simpsons game the search for more money this is for money. Um, yeah, so Grand Theft Auto Five came out yesterday. Uh, <laughs> I know. What is your reaction to Grand Theft Auto Five? Well, I, well, I haven't played it yet. Uh, who's got the time nowadays? I'm talking to you, po folks. But um, uh, I'm, I'm excited. To you. I'm interested in. It. I'll pick it up at some point. I'm sure. I'm probably. I'm sure you will too. Just yep. because we're fans of the series in general. Um, yep. It looks yep. very nicely polished. You know, it, it's probably it's like the crowning achievement. It's like the kind of the capstone on this generation of consoles. I think most people would say. And, yeah, I think you're um, right. I think you're right about it's that. It's been very highly anticipated. So much that it sold eight hundred million dollars worth in the first day, which is pretty good. Um, yeah, pretty good that, That's certainly uh, a record for Take Two. Uh, and it's nearing an all-time record, I think, for, for video game sales in one day. So that's kind of impressive. It is. And I think, uh, you know, <laughs> GTA 4 was, in my in my opinion, a little disappointing. I didn't really, really care for bit. GTA 4. 
It wasn't terrible by any means, but... Not at all. Not at all. Very, very solid game. I just found it really hard to get into. I didn't find it as engrossing as the old Mm -hmm. Grand Theft Auto games. I felt it was a little bit more limiting. Everything was more detailed, but the scope seemed smaller. Yeah. Compared to San Andreas. It's very ADD, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, in... um, in Vice City, you know, the, the best you'd ever do is like there was a, like a little pager you could get. And that was it, <laughs> right? As soon as you start having cell phones and brothers and girlfriends and dates. Yeah, and that's annoying. And it's just like, what the hell is going on with this game right now? Well, apparently Vulcan Assassin's, you know, running over people with a homicidal dog. So that's a new thing. That's cool. Can do that. Check out Tackling Old People, which is something people are doing in GTA Five so far. I've seen a couple uh Oh, we're not supposed to do that in real life? No, not at all. Not at all. Do not do that. Don't tackle old people in real life, especially on pavement. It's probably going to hurt you just as much as it hurts them. The more you know. (laughs) Um, So uh, so GTA 5 is out. I'm definitely going to pick it up at some point. I won't pick it up right now. I I, I have absolutely no time to play this game. I'll pick it up eventually, Um, I'm sure. I'm sure I'll get it at some point. I have so many games I haven't finished. GTA V is definitely at the top of the list of games that are out now that I don't own that I want to own. Um, it's a, it's by all indications to me, it looks cleaner, better, more streamlined, and, and just a better overall game and more well, I guess, executed than GTA IV was. Mm. Um, and for that, I pick it up. I mean, that, that to me just seems like goodness. I do remember hearing about this, too, uh, that Ness guy brings up that GTA V was also the most expensive video game ever, like $255 million, which makes you wonder where all the money went. Yeah. Uh, but looks like they've already done pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> and I would say so. You're kind of a sick person for wanting to pay good money to watch a homeless man use a child's backpack as a toilet. <laughs> oh, God. Have we already started the misquoting? Oh, yeah, yeah they already started uh, a little right, while ago. Right, yeah. right, right. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> wow. Mm. This is, this is, uh, is going to be great. Perfect. Um, anyway. Yeah, anyway, so enough, enough about the, uh, the GTA V. I hope they do well. And, and, oh, you know the only thing we haven't seen yet? I haven't seen Jack Thompson post a picture of him purchasing Grand Theft Auto V yet out of a Walmart. Is which that... he did with GTA 4 and oh, pretty much every shock the nation. Yeah. So, uh, though there's, there was the one columnist, uh, I can't even remember where she was, but a female columnist who like dared to give the game, I think a nine or something like that because it, a nine out of 10, because it reinforced negative stereotypes against women or something like that. And people yeah. got upset and everyone else and Just everyone else, the whole internet, hype not hype machine but like the the e-drama machine goes into overdrive oh yeah just like when ben affleck became batman oh my god remember when that it was literally hitler yeah it was absolutely unbelievable it was to the point where i had to actually tune out like stop get off reddit like just stop oh yeah you gotta do that looking at anything going any of the places i go because everyone was talking about how much they hate the idea that Ben Affleck is now bad. That's when you just go to mildly interesting and you watch my, look at mildly interesting things. It's mildly, it's <laughs> at least, it's at least mildly interesting. Yeah, it's, it's the most truth in advertising subreddit I've ever seen. Like today, I saw a uh, a tape dispenser where the roll was horizontal instead of vertical. That is mildly interesting. <laughs> but did you see the waffle falling down? 
Was it mildly interesting? It was mildly interesting. And it was absolutely hilarious. There you go. <laughs> Although I it's just a waffle. And then it's false. <laughs> and I must have watched it a hundred times. Although uh, I have found a new favorite subreddit. Oh really? Roomba. Roomba? No, Roomba with a bunch of W's. So it's Roomba. B-A-W-W-W-W-W-W-W. So it's cute things on Roombas. Like there was one with a pile of kittens and the Roomba was moving around and it was like flinging the kittens off and the kittens were like, WTF, I'm a kitten. It was ridiculously cute. Anyway, I give GTA a five, four fingers out of ten thumbs. I don't even know what that means. Uh, uh, but I, I definitely got to pick that sucker up. I can't score. wait to play me some GTA 5. Hmm. All right. Um, do we want to talk about Cookie Clicker? Because I... <laughs> I discovered this game. I was worried for a minute. This is We're just wasting people's time. Here. I, no, I, uh, I was... If you have not played Cookie Clicker, you got to play it. You got to go find it right now. It runs in the background. I discovered this game literally an hour ago. I'm I'm now covering your face with cookie clickers. With cookies. This this is the future of video gaming, folks. You click the cookie. And the more you click, the more you, you want to click. And you can yeah. have automatic things going like grandmas and and farm. It, there's nothing to this game. It's just clicking cookies to get more cookies. And then you can buy things like Alchemy Labs. Uh, you know This is this is a very this is a very, very bad waste of your time. But look, look, come on. I, I'm, okay. make, I'm making upwards of 4,000 cookies per second. I've baked 3 million all time. This is amazing. Folks. And you only started an hour ago. I know. This is it's pretty good. You got to play this game. You're, you're cookie clicking away. You got to do it. Anyway, that's my cookie. game of the year. Game of the year. Game probably... of the year submission for cookie clicker. Yes. Anyway, where were we? All right. Uh, let's let's get the heck out of the T and B section. Let's move on to the next portion of the program, which is the topic du jour. But but just in case you want a little sneak peek to the third part of the program, which is the question and answer portion of the program, mm-hmm. you can ask us questions about just about anything you could think of. It could be about the topic du jour, could be about the T and B, could be about whatever you like. Maybe you want to talk more about Ben Affleck and Batman. I don't know. Ask us what you want to ask us. How do you ask a question? You you might ask. How do you ask a question? Allow myself to introduce myself. Um, all you have to do is go and click on my name in the chat in the upper right-hand corner, Commodore128. You'll find it there. BRB, looking at Progress Quest. Hold on. <laughs> progress Quest. And click on my name. Click PM for private message because that's how I like them. And send me oh, your man. questions. And I'll take the best ones and we'll read them at the end and we'll answer them. That's what we do. That's what we do. That's what we do. All right, cool. All right. So uh, let's get into the topic du jour. It's the topic of the day. It's delicious. It's fun. Everybody loves it. Convince me. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about cookie, cookie, convince cookie me. Cookie clicker. It's not cookie cutter indie game searchlight. It's cookie clicker. God. Damn it. Anyway, oh yeah, convince me. Convince me. So last time we did a little convince me. We tried something out. We did a little experimentation. <clears throat> we did. We, we like to experiment. We like to experiment. A little bit. On each other. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and it resulted mm-hmm. in the 
and the idea that that we would try to convince each other to watch a television show that the other had not yet um you know seen or or maybe even only heard about that uh so you know try to get them to, to start watching it and i tried to convince you to watch game of thrones you tried to convince me to watch doctor who i think we all know how that turned out by the way you need to try another episode of doctor who i've heard this too <clears throat> you need to try dalek yeah, I heard that too. So a bunch of people were trying to make that suggestion. In fact, they were sending me angry messages about how, <laughs> who cares what Rue suggested? This is the episode you should watch. Were all those messages um, from Mary Beth? Any uh, potentially? Yes, potentially. I'm not. I'm not going to. I'm not allowed to, to mention names. However, <laughs> yes, quite possibly. Um, so we this time we thought we'd do something a little bit different, and you know we we're still experimenting. We're still thinking about the, these kinds of things. So. We decided to go to a little bit of a different kind of convince me. Because you see, there are, we've known each other for quite a long time, at least a, a few years now. A couple. A couple years. Mm -hmm. And um, there have been a lot of movies and games and things like this we've, we've you know, played and, and watched over the course of the years. And not all of them, both of us, have enjoyed. <laughs> Is that fair to say? I think it's pretty fair. I think it's fair to say. So what we decided to do for this week's Convince Me was to take a second trip through some movies that you didn't enjoy, that I did, and I didn't enjoy, that you did, and we'll try to convince each other about why we need to watch it again and with what lens to watch it again so the next time we get back together, we can report about what we saw. It's uh, not a terrible idea, I suppose. All right. It's no. not a terrible idea. It is pretty much par for the course for us. <laughs> so if we're hitting that mark, then we're doing pretty damn good. Yes. All right. Okay. So I, let, let, let's, let's do this. Let's do one sec. Let's do one movie. Then we'll just do the other. We won't go back and forth like we did last time. Okay. Uh, just, just so we can keep things a little consistent, I think. All right. It might be a good All idea. Right. Um, yes. So, so, so which one do you want to do first? Do you want to do the one that you hate first or do you want to do the one that i hate first let's do the one that i hate first okay ready so convince me <laughs> about what well I, okay so this is a movie that i saw uh uh what geez about 2000 or so probably 2001, yeah, right around that with my girlfriend yep. at the time went to the, the student union we saw a cheap movie and uh I kind of the first half hour, I thought it was kind of insane. It was it was linsane, you might even say. I had no idea what the hell was going on, and then it grew on me like a mold or fungus, not unlike a mold or fungus from uh, medieval times. And <laughs> and I, uh, I I I have seen the movie several times since, and like it more each time. So I would say you should like Moulin Rouge. Moulin Rouge, yes. The, <laughs> the, uh, I found a goofy, goofy ass picture. That wonderfully horrible film that I, I bumbled through somehow. Somehow I made it through that movie without turning it off. Um, <laughs> although I considered doing it many, many times. I hate Moulin Rouge. I hate it. Okay, well, let's, before I try to convince you of any such silliness, you tell me why you hate it so much. Yeah, so there's a couple reasons why I hate Moulin Rouge. One is I I hate 
movies. So I don't know if you have movies. seen. I hate movies. The Commodore. Yeah, the Commodore. Actually, that's not misquoting me. So that it's really be... not. That was actually that a just, complete sentence. It was just taking me out of context. But yeah, so so I I really hate movies that bring in celebrities that are not that are not necessarily talented in other forms, like they're not singers or they're not dancers, mm-hmm. and they make a movie where they turn them into singers and dancers. Okay. <laughs> okay. So Moulin Rouge did some experiments with this, right? That now has become very popular. That's why we have the Les Misérables of the world, where you have, you know. Uh, what's his face from Gladiator? Uh, the guy. Uh, Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe. <clears throat> Russell okay. Crowe. Yes. Singing like in, in horrible, horrible ways that can't even be corrected by computers. That's how bad. <laughs> it is, right. So, so Moulin Rouge is really the beginning of this nonsense. And every time I see one of those movies, I think about how I hated the way in Moulin Rouge, like people are singing that shouldn't be singing. Okay, hold and on. As and as let's, a singer, let's name names here. Go ahead. Let's not uh, pussyfoot around here. So, so uh, Obi Wan Kenobi is in that movie. Hold on, hold on. Pussyfooting. Okay, go ahead. Obi Wan Kenobi is in that movie, and you know, I, while I like Obi Wan Kenobi. Uh, um, oh God! What is his name? Oh shoot! You and McGregor? Yes, thank you. Wow, I completely brain fired on that one. That's okay. That's yes. all right. I, I I didn't know if you were gonna pick that one up or not. Yes. Um. But yeah. So uh, and then uh, Tom Cruise's ex-wife, Nicole Kidman. Yes, she's also. You know, and I didn't find her. I didn't. I actually found her least grading. That's that, a that means, plus. That might be because she's hot, or was hot. Hottish. 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 She was hottish. She plays a concubine. Um, she plays a concubine, and you know, let's let's be honest. I mean, she's a a, a good a good looking gal. I, I found her I found her performance to be the least grating. I actually didn't mind her voice. Um, it didn't seem like she was horrendously out of place. Uh, it was you know it was it was it was good. Um, but you know, it, it was it, it was one of those things where I just kind of didn't I didn't really get that whole that whole shtick. It wasn't really all over it. But here's what I really didn't like. I don't like, and I know Baz Luhrmann you is don't known like for fun. That's what you're saying. I know Baz Luhrmann is known for this. Okay, and I haven't seen Gatsby, which I've heard is the same way. I do. I see. But well, you but saw Romeo he, and Juliet. I saw Romeo plus Juliet. Uh, yes, we saw it in the theater. And. With Walt's he, father, he he loves to take something that's almost uh, anachronistic, and then throw new music into it in a way that he thinks is clever, and is really just stupid. All right, that's why I don't like Moulin Rouge. By the way, I was also going through a lot at that point, and Moulin Rouge has some sensitive subjects in it, and I'm a sensitive guy. <laughs> or- were and you so I, dating so, a uh, 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 a concubine, and a maharaja came around and took her away, and he happens to bear a striking resemblance to Artie, the strongest man in the world, even though he's not. You know, you know, there's actually stunning connection. With that <laughs> I, I'm, I'm actually kind of. I'm actually, kind of reliving the past there. Anyway, so the the reason why I think I actually would give it a chance is because. It, it, you know, I'm going to see it through completely different eyes now. 
because I'm not kind of going through all that stuff, which is one of the reasons why I hated it. Good. Time. Anyway, my convincing is done. Okay. Yeah. So in case you're, for those who have not seen the movie, Moulin Rouge, spelled Moulin Rouge. Spelled like so. Is a uh, movie that takes place right before the turn of the 20th century, the 19th, 20th century. And uh, in, in, I guess, in Paris. And there's this very, very loosely based on a real place called the Moulin Rouge, where there's all sorts of, you know, bohemian, flippity-floppity, what's much call it? Hedonism. He, thank you, hedonism. That's what I meant by bohemian flippity-floppity. <laughs> yeah, I and gotcha. it's, uh, it is, it stars, uh, well, there's this, like, writer who goes there to experience bohemian ideals, and he uh, somehow gets wrapped up into going to the Moulin Rouge one night with some other crazy folks uh, to get some money for a play or some such. It's actually been a little while since I've seen the movie. And and he <laughs> it's, falls... And then Nicole Kidman's in it. And... Yes, and then he falls in love with Satine, who's like the star performer at the Moulin Rouge. Except she's dying of the consumption or something like that. And uh, at the same time that he meets her, uh, there's an evil duke who's rich, and we hate rich people, uh, who yes. also falls in love with her, but she doesn't love him back. She loves the writer. And so... Aww. Yeah, I know, right? So through a bunch of other stuff, uh, basically, uh, they have a secret, you know, love affair while she's betrothed to the Duke, and then they come up with a uh, a back, like a, a weird way to keep the Moulin Rouge open by, you know, creating a play uh, that the Duke funds, and you know, they're putting off the wed, she's putting off the wedding because she loves the writer and blah blah blah, and it all comes to a giant head at the end, if you'll excuse whatever i just said um <laughs> this is the worst summary of a movie ever yeah i know i was about to say this is you might as well just describe the movie scene by scene at this point okay i'm not gonna um, spoil the end but yeah yeah but the, the, so the main he, thing about the movie the main thing about the movie okay. yep. that sets it apart from most others first yep. set the first first 30 minutes you feel like you're on crack because it's completely add uh, yeah, hence, hence why I hate this movie. I can understand that because I was completely, completely confused the first thirty minutes when I watched it myself, and then it kind of settles down. But the other mm -hmm. thing is that it is a musical. Yes, it is a musical using contemporary music in a, in in Baz Luhrmann style. In like Baz Luhrmann style, yep. basically. So if, if you don't know what that means, it's it's like for example when uh, the writer uh, meets Satine for the first time, she's uh, they're singing. Um, uh, that Nirvana song, you know what I'm talking about. Smells like Teen Spirit. I don't think it smells like Teen Spirit. In Bloom. A better, a better, a better example. I'm trying to think what the, what the heck Nirvana song was in that movie. There was definitely a Nirvana song in that movie. Anyway, yeah, I'm trying to think which one it was though. A better example is when the head of the Moulin Rouge is trying to distract the Duke uh, from the fact that he hasn't married Satine yet, and he's getting kind of pissed off. And he's like, oh, she she just wants to be like a virgin. And then they start singing the Madonna song, Like a Virgin. Uh. It's hilarious. Come on. You got to love it. But it's like these two guys and this very gay uh, male chorus of waiters in the background. And they're like dancing around the room and like craziness. And it's hilarious. I think I know no. exactly where the movie lost you for good. And that's okay. when they sang Roxanne. Roxanne. Yes. Oh. <laughs> oh, I hate it. Okay. I hate it. See, that's my problem. My problem is not that you use contemporary music necessarily, but that you use bad. Like, you know, I even kind of. Okay. So 
I hate was... a Knight's Tale. A Knight's Tale. Terrible. You hate Terrible a Knight's Tale? Do you Terrible film. You can't hate a Knight's Tale. Terrible film. Oh. Terrible. Terrible movie. Oh my God. But one of the reasons I hate it is because the people in there sing We Will Rock You. It makes no freaking sense. It makes no sense. <laughs> it completely takes you out of the movie. Completely. But that's why, that's why it's something different and new. It, it, it takes more songs. And... <laughs> that's not good. I don't care how you cover it. That is not good. Okay. Not okay. First off. Okay, I'll, get, I'll grant you one thing. Uh, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi is a bit of a scream singer. He definitely has to yell to sing. Yeah. Okay. Nicole Kidman's actually rather lovely. At I mean, Nicole Kidman actually has a, a pretty nice and, and a lot of the other singers are pretty good. Sorry? Okay. As I recall, okay. she, she has a, a... I remember her performance as being not so bad. So you'll grant me that. that, grant you that. Mo, most of the singers are good. Yep. Okay. Most of the singers you, are good. Do you like the songs that they sing? I like the, the, the selections for what they mean, okay. other than the, kind of the hokiness, right? So you already mentioned uh, the hokiness. You already got to go into it. No, It's like Doctor Who. You got to go in knowing it's going to be kind of hokey, and you got to just yeah. run with it. You mm -hmm. got to just let it wash over you. Well, you, you, have, like you, have, to, you have to go into it gold. ready to watch a musical. Yes. Because yes, it's a musical. Helps, too. And you have to go in ready, you know, because really you, you never go into a musical expecting reality. You walk into a musical expecting a musical. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. All right. So that's that's fair. I like that. That's good. Okay. So I, that, that, that's that's basically what I'll say is the, the actors are good. I don't think any of the actors are bad, even though uh, John, Legu not, John Leguizamo is in it. Uh, is John Leguizamo? That's the guy who played Luigi in the Super Mario Brothers movie, right? Yes. Yes, yes he's it is. in it. Yes, um, it is. He's not my least favorite guy in there, but uh, anyway. Um, ha! I was right. It was Smells Like Teen Spirit. In your eye. Fine. Anyway, <laughs> John Leguizamo's in it, uh, but he's the least of my worst. Um, yeah. It's actually a pretty touching story, too, if you look past everything else, I think. At the very end, yes, it's very okay. hokey, but I think you, at the it's it's kind of you got to admit it's compelling at the very end. You've seen the, the movie, movie is has been was generally well received, mm -hmm. but I think is very forgettable. I don't think a lot of people look at Moulin Rouge now and go, "Wow, you should, you have to see Moulin Rouge." I think it's very polarizing. Uh, I think there's very few people that say I feel meh about Moulin Rouge. I think most people either love it or hate it. Yeah, that's that's. I think you're right about that. It's the same thing with every Baz Luhrmann movie. I, th I think that's I think pretty that's much fair. What did you think about Romeo plus Juliet? I, you know, I actually kind of liked it. I, and I remember, again, now, I haven't seen this in years, years and years and years. Mm -hmm. But when we watched it, I was like, hey, this is cool. It's kind of a contemporizing of Romeo and Juliet and a nice, you know, setting with Leonardo and Kate. Who wasn't it? Who was who was the woman? No, it was uh, the woman from uh, My So-Called Life. Um, Claire Danes. Claire Danes. Yep. And um, yeah, I, I you know I actually really liked it. I thought it was very well done. All right. So so going into it, you probably were not expecting a musical with contemporary no. songs set at turn of the century no. France when you first saw it. So not, knowing not that, at all. And, and it made me kind of angry when that happened. So I think that's why you're all, you're also past your late teen angst. So maybe yes. that will help. Yes. You know. Totally. So so totally. So so you can try it again. Yep, I'm I'm all for that. I think that's a good idea. Okay. Um all right, I I will I will rewatch Moulin Rouge with a better mindset and see what we we come out on the other side with. All and right. I'll take copious amounts of notes so I can remember every single painful moment. Anyway, there you go. Um we will now 
uh, move on to what I think you should watch again with an open mind. Are you ready for this? Uh, yes. So, a long time ago, you and I watched a, a movie. A, along with our, our third friend, Michael, who you, some of you might remember from the charity stream last year. This, this has nothing to do with him. It this does. Do it does. Him. It totally does. He's not does. involved in this conversation. This is all about you. We're going to bring this up and during me. the marathon, by the way. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah, exactly. We, we watched a film that was, talk about polarizing. Also, wait, wait, before we go on, before we go on, I just want to say, I'm kind of impressed that we went, that whole discussion talking about Moulin Rouge and didn't even bring up Lady Marmalade. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah, which was, by the way, another part, another reason why I hated it. Well, yeah, because you couldn't escape that song for a whole summer. But anyway. Yeah, but that's, that was why. That was why I hated it. Anyway, so, um, the, the movie, the movie was very polarizing because you ended up hating it. Hating it. Good, Michael. Michael hated it but hey, michael hated it hated it <laughs> and and i think it's i think it's an awesome movie in fact the time that we watched it was actually the second time you i had ever, seen it. you and everyone else unfortunately the second time i'd seen it and i thought it was i thought it was it's one of the best movies i'd ever seen to that point even though even then it was a little bit old the movie that i am talking about is the one and only the usual suspects mm-hmm which, uh, <laughs> it, for those of you that don't know, is from the early 90s. Um, it's from the early? I thought it was late 90s. I'm pretty sure it's the early 90s. Uh, right. Somebody fact check that for us. Let me, let me actually go uh, to, to, to do with the thing. Okay, 95. So mid-90s. Okay, mid-90s. Mid-90s. We'll call it mid-90s. So mid-90s, um, it, it, a, a, it was the first uh, of the resurgence of the... the ensemble cast movie so uh, stop no that's not appropriate for the conversation so what i tell you what before i give the 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 summary why don't we do the same thing you did tell me why you hated the usual suspects okay the whole i'm gonna go into spoilers for the next two minutes yeah and by the so. way there's no way to talk about the usual <laughs> suspects without giving major spoilage and giving away the entire movie Right. Yeah, let's just go ahead and say that if you have not seen this movie, this is like on the par. This is one of the big spoilerific endings that everyone's already talked about. Like, like Luke, like Vader's Luke's father. It's it's kind of your fault if you don't know by this point the the big what? reveal of the movie. Oh, sorry. You you mean Bruce Willis was actually a dead person? And that came out after this movie. Anyway, the point is, <clears throat> okay. So the the whole point of the stupid movie. Uh, is to find out who the big bad Kaiser Sose Kaiser Sose is because he's like he's gonna be one of these five guys. I can't even remember exactly why. It's been so long since I've seen it. But uh, lots, lots of guys, more than that. Yeah, lots. Of guys. Whatever. Yeah, he's a mysterious guy. Some people don't even think he exists. Blah 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 blah. And the whole movie is going on, and it's throwing you all these red herrings, and they're yeah. obvious red herrings, and they point at every single person, except for. Uh, uh, what's his face's uh, Kevin Spacey's and character? Spacey, who was, I believe, Academy Award nominated for this. Well, good for him. Anyway, so the whole thing is stupid, and it's going back and forth, and it's just twisting your head in ways that make absolutely no sense. So that uh, about forty, I think it must have been like about forty-five in- minutes into the movie, I said, "I bet the and uh, I bet the handicapped guy." That's not exactly what I said, but it, it wasn't too far off. 
I was like, I bet the, the, the handicap guy did it because he's the only guy that it would make, make absolutely no sense if he was him. And there's so much misdirection in the movie. It's ridiculous. It's got to be him. And sure enough, Kevin Spacey was Kaiser Sose. Why? Because he lied. He lied. The, the whole movie. Oh, I forgot to mention. The whole movie is told by him after the fact to some cops. So the cops are asking him, like, oh, what happened now? And he's like, oh, I'm blah, blah, blah. And then at the end, it turns out he lied. He made the whole thing up. The whole movie was a complete lie. Made apps. So, so, so you're supposed to, like, unravel a mystery with, with no real facts it's like me saying excuse me uh here's a guy in a room who was shot who shot him and you're like oh gee i don't know let me look at this it was mr blue and i'm like no false he wasn't shot he's actually alive and well i win yep. i outsmarted you and it's like what that's wasting my life for an hour and a half and frankly it's kind of how i felt about fight club too just saying yeah i didn't like fight club either we could easily use fight club but um, anyway, different story. Maybe maybe movies that deserve a second chance is another topic for the conversation. But um, all right, so so you anyway. you hate this film? You hate it? It wastes my life. You uh, hate it this film? Me, it made me angry for a lot of reasons. Yes. Here is why I think you should watch it again. All right. So imagine, if you will, a world <laughs> where we watch caricatures and characters play out over the course of 90 minutes, two hours, that are fictitious in nature, but actually serve to be little tiny vignettes, stories, if you will, narratives that we can follow <laughs> along with. That's and, pretty language. And maybe, and maybe be entertained for two hours. The world that I'm talking about is this world. And that's and the thing I'm talking about are, are called movies. Okay, movies are feature actors. They're not really that way. They just play a character, and we're entertained by them for an hour and a half to two hours. That's what a movie is. It's not necessarily supposed to change the world. It's not supposed to have exactly the same concepts and and content as every other movie that's ever been out there. And the thought that what you might be seeing at any given moment is not really what you're seeing only by virtue that you haven't been given all of the information is something that's been twisted and used as a device in, in films for a hundred years. I get that. this movie, <laughs> this movie does it better in a, in a very unexpected way more than pretty much anything that came around this time. And you can, you know, one argument against it is that it kind of, I think, in many ways, sets the table for M. Night Shyamalan, whether you love him or hate him, right? But um, it kind of begins that, that thought process, that everything you're seeing during the course of a movie, you're trying to solve a mystery, and the mystery you're trying to solve is actually irrelevant. But that doesn't make the movie irrelevant. It just makes it an interesting story to follow. But, okay. I can understand what you're saying, and that's yep. fine if the movie didn't present itself as something that's meant to be figured out. You know, as if there wasn't, if there, if, because if, if you go in to watch, wow, I was going to say Napoleon Dynamite, but I don't think anyone's <laughs> ever figured that out. If you no. go to watch, <clears throat> oh, I mean, you know, Napoleon you, Dynamite's Napoleon Dynamite. If you go to watch Aladdin, 
Yeah. You know it's a movie, you're going to get entertained. Yeah, and it's, it's also fun. a musical. Yeah, it's also a musical, see? It's good <laughs> fun. I just love musicals. I, I kind of anyway, do, yeah. actually. Yeah. If you want to see Legally Blonde the musical, then... Yeah. <laughs> which is actually pretty good. Anyway, my point being is that if you go in... Legally Blonde is pretty good. Legally Blonde the musical, I don't think I'd be able to tell it. Actually, anyway, I think Legally Blonde the musical is better than Legally Blonde. I think, the really? story, I think the story is actually more cohesive in the musical, strangely enough. Huh, interesting. Anyway, anyway. My, yep. point, my point being... My point, my point here. <laughs> my point. My point is, if you go in with a certain set of expectations, and you yeah. go in like kind of wasting your brain power trying to meet those expectations, and then by the yeah. end you're like, "Oh no, you weren't supposed to think that." You know, yes. believe all that at all because we're lying to you. Yes, I feel cheated. That's all. Yes, but that's because you are a soulless cretin. Okay. If you weren't a soulless cretin. Then you would realize that it's okay. You've just been lied to because that's a movie. Okay, well, it's well, a movie. Well, I've only seen the movie once, and I hated yeah. it because I felt like I, I, with it playing with my emotions like that for um, an hour and a half, that I was being lied to, and I didn't like it. Now you said you saw it and enjoyed this multiple times. Yeah, so I saw the movie, and then probably a week later, I watched it again with you guys. Okay, so now why? Just when you already know what's going to happen, when you already know the big reveal, why watch it again? Yeah. You tell me why well, you enjoy it again. Maybe that's I'll enjoy great, it for that reason. That's a great point. Uh, you know, I don't know. I think so. We're talking about the usual usual suspects in the game search. I was I was thinking the same thing about Lost the other day. Like, because I, I mean, you know how much we all love Lost, and we watched it for you know we had parties and blah blah blah. Oh, yeah. Well, I have all of them on DVD. I was starting to think to myself, when am I ever going to watch this again mm-hmm. on DVD? And what I realize is it's not really as much now for me to go enjoy those episodes or enjoy the show. I actually enjoy it more when I'm watching it with someone and seeing them kind of uncover the mysteries for the first time. Yes. So when I watched Usual Suspects, I was all excited because I thought you guys (laughs) were going to love. (laughs) Boy, did you call that wrong. Watching the mysteries unfold in front of you and not... Throw your feces TV <laughs> in anger. Um, which, so, wow, which was did. I way off. We yeah, did. Wow, yeah, and, and I cleaned my TV off for weeks. It was like a 36-inch CRT. <laughs> okay, okay, so are you saying that I need to watch this with someone who has never seen it before? To I think you should. I think you should do that. And I think, might be I think try that. that will give you some joy. But, but we'll also, I think also, if you just go into it saying, all right, I know what's going to happen here. But I just want to try to follow what's going on here and see if I can pick up some subtle cues. Because as I recall, hmm. the, the contention that I had when we watched this movie was that you actually didn't get it. You got something, but you didn't get it. What you got was that, as I recall, you said exactly what you said, which was the handicapped person did it. That's what I, that's what I remember you saying. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes. So that, that didn't actually happen because what ends up happening in the movie is that there is no it. The it never happened. There's no it. Well, by it, by what? The whole it was created by that. By I meant he well. was Kaiser Soze because that was what everyone was trying to figure out. But he's, but Kaiser Soze is also a fabrication. So there really isn't a Kaiser Soze. Oh, I hate you so Put that in your pipe and smoke it. So who is, who is Kevin Spacey in this movie? Who is he? He's obviously a criminal mastermind. He is Kaiser Soze. There is a Kaiser right. Soze. But well, Kaiser Soze is the is the is one of many different names, right? So it's it's like it's something he created to tell this story. Okay. 
I will watch Usual Suspects with someone who has not seen it. Now, granted, it'll probably be a little while until I can do that. Maybe a yep. month. Okay. I have a feeling. So we'll report back. Yes. We'll report back later on on the results of this one after our next show. Then. Basically, yes. Okay, that's uh, that's fair. We can do that. People will give us the ability because I have to go find a copy of Moulin Rouge and go watch it. Yes, you so, have to buy it and you have to pay money to Boslerman or Baslerman's pockets. Uh, you know what? I, I think you should do a double feature. I think you should also watch Romeo plus Juliet and see how you like that again. That was never a part of this deal. I think you should you, watch it anyway. If you wanted that to be the movie, then you should have picked that movie. <laughs> well, yeah, but you like anyway, that movie. Um, and so ends our efforts to convince each other. And I, you know, I, I understand what you're saying. I think there are, I definitely had a bias toward Moulin Rouge. I'm not going to lie. I'll watch it again. I'll try to eliminate those biases, you know, 15 years on and hope that clears it up. 13 years on, whatever it is. Cause you don't have anything against musicals, do you? Nah, not really. I mean, I don't generally like musicals. They're not, I don't like go seek them out. Um, but I don't really have anything against them. Okay. You should yeah, watch. I, mean, I grew up with West Side Story and The Sound of Music and stuff like that. You should watch uh, Legally Blonde the musical. Legally Blonde. It's all on YouTube. Actually. Really? It is because it was on MTV. Don't ask me why I know this. I might huh. I might listen to it at work every once in a while. Just saying. Aha. I see. Okay. All right. I'll check that out. <laughs> check that out. Um, now let's move to the final portion of the program, folks, which is the question and answer portion. So we would like to answer your I got a lot of questions so far. There's a lot of things to, to get through here. We probably won't have a ton of time to get through some questions. But if you have any questions that are on your mind, all you have to do is click my name in the upper right-hand corner. That is Commodore 128. You will find it right there. All you have to do is click my name, click PM for private message, and send me your question. The best questions I will pick, and we will read and answer on the air. Okay, well, I got one as right. a special request to start off with. Okay, special request. Special request. From from our, our old friend, uh, uh, Pat the NES Punk's uh, friend, uh, Ian, who is appears in some of his, his videos and also does... Uh, he, he is uh, the partner that Pat has for his uh, annual NES marathons for charity. Yes. Which yes. I believe his next one's coming up in October. Oh, my gosh. Coming up quick. Coming up soon. Ian asks... <clears throat> Apple varietals. Discuss. Apple, apple varietals? Yeah, varieties of apples. Discuss. Now, we're, we both come from a, a town that had a yearly apple festival. So we yes. should know our apples. Well, I don't know my apples, but I know what apples I like. So I, I do. I'm a fan of the Red Delicious, uh -huh. which, is, which is the stock and standard answer. But I'll tell you the apple I love more than any other apple. And this is after trying a lot of apples. I love Fuji apples. And I'm, I'm not talking okay. regular Fuji apples. I'm talking jumbo Fuji apples. They're only available certain times of the year. <laughs> Go to the store, get yourself the, the major oversized jumbo Fujis, and taste the, taste the rainbow because it's phenomenal. <laughs> First off, I hate sour apple. Granny Smith. Yeah, I'm not a, sour, Smith, yeah. not a good fan no. of that. Um, no. I've never tried grapples or graples. I'd like to. The grape flavored apples. They're kind of. Like Why are you playing God with fruit? <laughs> because we can. Because we can. <laughs> uh, Fuji apples are very good. You know what, though? If I just go to the store and get an apple, you know what I'm actually going to pick up? What? Just a red delicious. A red delicious? It says delicious in the name. It's plain I, Jane. 
I've met a strange amount of people who hate Red Delicious, and I don't get it. I'm like, yeah, come on, that's, come on, man, it says delicious. Just, just you hate it. apples. Just say you hate apples. Yeah, just that's say something. it. Yeah, come on. You hate apples. Yeah, you yeah. Hate apple red hipster or something. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, uh, I just yeah, I just got an apple cinnamon uh, air freshener because it's fall. Tastes delicious, and it oh, it's tastes time for apples. Delicious. Also, I have seen Legally Blonde the musical live three times. Just saying. And it's awesome. Yes. I might have had a girlfriend that played Vivian Kensington. Just saying. No. No. Never. I, I might have. Um, yes. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Uh, so, Kaz the Gamer Guy asks. This is a good one. We probably should have put this in the news and notes because I saw this today as well. Yes. What do you think of the recent acquisition of Atlas by Sega Sammy? And what do you think the future holds for Atlas USA? <sighs> Atlas is one of those great kind of... Um, uh, I want to call them, I don't know, I, I don't know what I want to call them, kind of mysteries of the gaming industry for me. Yeah, it is a little strange how they work, but it's welcome. Yeah, it is. It, it, you know, definitely off the beaten path, definitely a little bit different than what everybody else is doing. Maybe that's a good thing for Sega? <clears throat> well, I hope so. <laughs> What has Sega been... I'm sure Sega's doing all right. What have they come up with recently? The Sonic uh, franchise has had all sorts of issues, but... You know, Sega has had a tough go. I've seen better things come out of Co uh, Capcom recently than I have Sega. I hope they don't mess, muck around too much with what Atlas does, because it's, it's working pretty well for them. I would say so, too. I think Atlas has a pretty good model, and, and Atlas... Um... Atlas has some good talent on board, too. I, I don't remember how I know this, but I remember... Actually, I think it was because of the Retronauts podcast, as a matter of fact, which oh. I, I also enjoy. Um, there was an original member of the, Re the Retronauts podcast that was swooped up by Atlas to go work for Atlas. Mm. And, um, you know, there was there's a whole lot of... They kind of talked about the team that's over there and uh, how, you know, those guys do great work and they kind of, you know, march to the beat of their own drummer and so on and so forth. I, you know, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with this. I, I can see Atlas going, you know, continuing to do what it does, which is kind of Atlas is you could basically sum up what Atlas does with the, with the following sentence. We're a niche developer and that's OK. <laughs> Pretty much. You know, that's what they do. Yes. Uh, that's fine. Nothing so wrong with that. I don't know what Sega will do, but hopefully they will leave them alone. That's my, my hope. Mm -hmm. Also, as an addendum, pears are rubbish. I hate pears. Yeah, pears are rubbish. They, they taste like nothing. As would be a papple or a porridge. Why would you even do that? I'd rather, much rather have a grapele. I'm going to yeah. go see if they even sell those anymore. I haven't seen grapeles for a while. I haven't either. I want to try one. Uh, that NES guy asked just a simple question. What is your favorite movie series? Series? Series. Are you yawning on camera? That's just disgusting. Ah, you want to see something uh, disgusting? No. No, I don't. No, I'm closing my eyes. Um, You're disgusting. This. Well, I'm going to have to go with Back to the Future. You know, just recently rewatched a, a, a good bit of Back to the Future 2. Definitely remembered it worse than it actually is. It's better. Really? Um, yeah, I, 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 I was thinking Back to the Future 2 was as bad as Back to the Future 3. It's not. Um, You're a terrible person. Back to the Future 3 is not good. You know it's what, though? A... Have you seen Back to the Future 3 lately? No, I haven't. You should try that again. That's yeah. probably not as bad as you remember either. Yeah, so you should put that one on there. But I, I remember loving, absolutely loving the original Back to the Future. 
Oh, it's um, still a great movie, completely it self-contained. Is. It is, and you don't have to. It's you know one of the questions I was thinking about for the Weekly Ringer was about the timeless nature question mark of Back to the Future because it's kind of you know watching. The only thing I would say about two now is it's it's I wouldn't call it timeless, and the reason why I wouldn't call it timeless is because it's kind of a nostalgia trip for children of the fifties or children of the fifties. I'm sorry, children of the eighties <laughs> that you know had kind of the fond recollection or a nostalgic period of remembrance of the fifties. Right. And if you don't, if you're not really tuned into those two things, it's really hard to follow. All I know is once, uh, October 21st, 2015 comes around, I am going to hold a crazy party and you better yeah. be there. That's all. A sexy party. Maybe Pat can come if he's affable enough. Also, I, I, I find Pat quite affable. So you guys are you guys are kind of weird in how you how well you work together. Anyway, pears are very gritty and they do taste like sand. Anyway, I like pears. I think we should end every. You just said you hate pears. No, I said pears aren't as good as apples. Oh, I but just I just say I you hate pears. Pears are okay every once in a while. I do get the sandy texture. I got saying. peaches. Peaches are delicious. I just got a whole bu- uh, bucket of peaches. Uh, or uh, uh, a basket of peaches when I went oh, to visit my oh, parents. <laughs> no, I, not, not just a bucket, a basket. I brought them into work and everyone was like, these are great peaches. I had someone who, who uh, a co-worker who's from Colorado and she's like, oh, we have the best peaches. I'm like, how about a South Carolina peach? And she's like, okay, this is a pretty good peach. I'm like, that's right. Shut your mouth. <laughs> shut, shut your damn Colorado <laughs> mouth. This is a better peach. These peaches are so good, they'll make you slap your mama. Anyway. <laughs> I thought I thought Georgia peaches were the best. By the way, How shut you... your face. All right, well, whatever. <laughs> okay. Color. By the by the way, who the hell would have ever gone around saying in Colorado? I don't the know. Best... I was like, what? They have they have like fruit. They there? grow peaches in Colorado. Yeah, I they just grew rocks. Yeah, I, exactly. I thought. Yeah, I thought, I thought the hell they did was ski over there. That's all they do with Colorado: ski and smoke weed. Yeah. Uh, that's all they do in, in 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 Colorado. Anyway, sorry to all of our Colorado fans. Um. Let's move on. The Beer Ninja <laughs> asked a, uh, a, you know, a, a question I think all of us have asked ourselves previously. Is it more disgusting to pick a scab or pop a blister? Also, which one is more satisfying? Ooh. Pop blisters? I don't like popping blisters. Popping, popping blisters is pretty disgusting. Popping um, zits, I would think, is, is more satisfying I never pick scabs either. Why do people pick scabs? I don't pick scabs That's either. I, I've never been a scab picker. However, when you pick a scab, I don't find that that disgusting. It's just dead skin. It's coming off, right? Yeah. You know when you're so. Here's a funny. Here's a funny story for you. So so Rue, myself, we went to Disney World when we were, but young cubs, but young pups. It's been a long time. That was the last time we went. Actually, it was. It was the last time I, I was there. Either of us have gone there since. You got to right? change that, man. You got to change that. Let's we're going go. back. It's been going like 13 back years. Time. Going back big time. Anyway, the point is, we went. And the first day was, I didn't wear very comfortable shoes, which was a horrible mistake. Because oh. the first day I got back, I don't I, know if you remember this. I had my fanny pack even. Anyway, go ahead. I, we got back from our first day, and I had a blister hmm. the size of a grapple. Holy crap, that's huge. On on my big toe. A, is and, it grapple uh, or grapple? Because grapple, grapple sounds like something you do in D&D. Anyway. Yeah, let's grapple. Um. And so I ended up borrowing one of our friend's pocket knives and slicing it open. Oh, there. God. I remember this. Remember that? Yeah. yeah, you remember that. That was terrible. And that was pretty disgusting. <laughs> that was pretty disgusting. So I would say mm. popping the blister 
is more disgusting. Which is more satisfying? Pulling the scab. Because once you're done with the scab, it's all nice and clean. Once you pop a blister, man, you just begin in the pain. Pain is just start. I'd rather pop a zit. Or, or, uh, or um, yeah. Especially the really big ones. And like that you can get on your on your leg or something, and and like you if you poke it with a needle and then you just squeeze it and then you have like a little little poot of white pus come out. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that's good. Yeah. I haven't done that. In a why long are we time. talking about this? We are Someone not asked. Now that everyone's yeah. gone. Yeah, uh, now, quick, now that everyone's gone. Quick, say we need to end. We need to end every single. Uh, we need to end every single question with something about pears. So, um, where do they grow pears? I don't know. They must. They must grow them in Colorado. Yeah. Well, at this rate, we could just call it whatever we want. They call it, They grow them in Utah. Utah <laughs> is a big pear state. I don't know. I think Silky wins for comment of the day with uh, I bet growing grapples isn't nearly as complicated as the grapple rules in D and D. Yeah, that's so true. So true. Anyway, does grapple in D and D? Nobody. Um. Here's a cool question. R two three nineteen asks. At what point does an RPG become a game with RPG elements and vice versa? I think what he's saying well, what there elements is, you know, are in every RPG. Yeah, and 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 what you know, when is a game kind of become an RPG when it's not an RPG and and so on and so forth, right? Um so like games with RPG elements. I think you need uh statistics, you know, as in like uh, character statistics of some sort. You know, yep. like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, you know what I'm saying. Uh, like, numbers, basically, that constitute different uh, attributes of a person or character. Yeah. Um, right. Usually you need some form of hit points or mana and or mana. Yep. yep. Um, I think this is a good way to put it. It's basically something that if you put in the time and you defeat enough enemies, you will get your character will become more powerful. <laughs> It's not. Re- yes. It doesn't require that you necessarily gain more skill as a person. But you also described the your character phenomenon, which is important for RPGs because they're a role-playing game. So if you're not playing a role, it's kind of hard to be an RPG. Um, sure, a lot of people are like, oh, but you play a role in every video game. And it's like, well, well. I, I, don't, I don't take the term role-playing game so literally. Yeah, I mean, are you playing a role-playing game when you're playing Madden 25? That's like you're the ultimate role-playing role game. You're actually playing the role of a real person. Do you do you get better? I like to play the role of Tom Brady, the, especially Tom... when he goes into the showers after the game. Wow, with Jerry Sandusky. <laughs> yep. Um, that was inappropriate. I apologize. The uh, talk about making first of all, first off, Tom Brady is not 11 years old. Secondly, no. well, Tom Brady's a grown man and can make the decisions to do with Jerry Sandusky whatever he wants to. Yes. Um, but he does kind of look like a woman sometimes, or he at least dresses one like one as a metrosexual. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. G Horace <laughs> asks, hello. Hi. Kind of a personal question. What are your real jobs? We are actually both professional doomsday preppers. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> yeah. You didn't uh, know that? Ben DeLeister, Ben DeLeister asks, are you looking forward to the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Oh, wait, we're, we're skipping the, the the real job question? I already answered it. We're both professional doomsday preppers. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> Agent, that's not out yet, is it? No, it's not out yet. It's like, it's very soon, though, like within a month. 
Like they're showing. Ads I'm looking forward to it. Work. That's probably my most most look forward to new show of the season. Of course, I don't know a lot about the new shows coming out. <sighs> I'm not. I don't have time to watch a lot of new shows. You know. I don't know if it's gonna be good, but the here the superhero show stuff. I, I'm just kind of over it. Um, I'm back into Boardwalk Empire now. That takes up most of my free time. I've only seen the first uh, season. Does it get better than the first season? The first season was all right. <sighs> Homicide Hunter Joe Kenda's coming back soon to the ID channel. Folks, I got no time. Have you watched Breaking Bad? No, and that's another thing. So Breaking Bad's like Grand Theft Auto V. I refuse to watch it because I know I'm going to get sucked into it and I'm not going to want to do anything else. I, You know, people are like, oh, the greatest show on TV. It's definitely very good. But yes. after watching and power watching, I power watch Breaking Bad after power watching Game of Thrones while I do other stuff in the background. Yep. And how do you do that? How do you watch Game of Thrones with this stuff in the background with a billion characters and a billion things going? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to test your Game of Thrones knowledge next time. Go. D- and we'll hit find me now. Out. Let's go. Come on. Okay. Go. All right. Let's do that. Here All we right. go. Come on. You ready? Yep. So why did Robert jump into open rebellion against the Targaryens? Ah. Because, well, that's a good question, <laughs> because uh, someone want, uh, I'm sorry, the, the Mad King Ares wanted him and Ned dead. You could not be further from reality with that. And by reality, I mean reality, George R. R. Martin's reality, because you're dead freaking wrong. You mean so right. go watch the show. You're wrong. I did watch the show. No. Okay, I'm going to watch so it again. Robert enters into open rebellion because Rhaegar Targaryen, the son of Air- Mad King Aerys Targaryen, and right. the brother of Daenerys Targaryen, mm-hmm. comes and somehow seduces and takes away Lyanna Stark, who is betrothed to Robert Baratheon. Who's Ned's sister. Who is Ned's sister, and steals her away, which right. causes Robert Baratheon, and then she dies. Robert Baratheon enacts his revenge over Rhaegar, and hence takes over the Iron Throne. You need oh, to spend point. more time with Game of Thrones. I think I think what I said is true, though, as well. No, he doesn't want them dead. I think Next. I'm thinking of something else. Maybe I'm thinking of uh, John Aaron. What were we talking about? Breaking Bad? Breaking Bad. Yes. Compared to Breaking Bad, or compared to Game of Thrones, Breaking Bad, Bad isn't as good. But it's still pretty good. Uh, the real funny thing is is that I'm, I'm watching Game of Thrones, or I'm, I'm watching the new the last few episodes of Breaking Bad as they, they're coming out these past few weeks. And then watching Dexter right after it, and oh my God, has that series fallen? It's it's kind of sad. It's like it's really huh. bad this last season. So Yikes. it's like Breaking Bad's at, at a pinnacle. It's just gotten better, and then yeah. like okay, now let's watch Dexter. It's like ugh. Yeah, I, you know it's funny because you say that because I remember when Dexter debuted, everybody was like, "Oh, great, it's Dexter," and no one has said a word about it since. No, the first four seasons were really good, and then no, 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 no. I mean, for this season specifically. Oh yeah, no, everyone's like, "Oh yeah, here comes Dexter." Pretty the final terrible. season is going to be amazing. Blah blah blah. No one said a word about it, and everyone <laughs> is talking about Breaking Bad. Everyone's talking about Breaking Bad. Yes. Oh, also, they're spinning off Walking Dead. They're spinning off Walking Dead. Spinning. There's going to be a spinoff of Walking Dead. What, you knew that. Is it Talking Dead? I don't know. Haven't the Talking Heads? The Talking Heads are are the spinoff of Walking Dead. That'd be kind of awesome. It's gonna be, dude. I would love that. <laughs> talking Heads get back together. That's awesome. Stop making sense, Mister Andy Creighton. That's good. Asks, That's a good movie. What is the best? Not your favorite. The best movie of all time. I think you should put your hand in front of the camera so it'll refocus. All right. There you go. It's like magic. Boom shakalaka. Godfather? You think it's the best of all time? 
I haven't seen um, all the movies of all time, so it's hard for me to say. I'm not that much of a cinephile, honestly. Yeah, I'm not either. Godfather's a solid choice, though. Solid, I solid. haven't seen... Um, Citizen Kane? I haven't seen Citizen Kane, which everyone's like always like, oh, <laughs> I hear that Citizen Kane is the Citizen Kane of movies. Casablanca? I like that movie. I don't know if it's best of all time. It's a good movie, and it's solid. It's got everything. It's got something for everybody. Um, Godfather's solid. I, I, my, my actual pick would be The Godfather 2. You stole mine, so I'll take that. Um, our good, good friend, Pond Life, asks, oh, yes. So, if you guys could play any part in any musical, what would it be? Apparently taking up on our musical theme for the evening. <laughs> any part in any musical... I already know. I, can I tell you what you're going to play? I already know. What? You are going to be Seymour from Little Shop of Horrors. <gasps> remember remember when that was uh, put on by in our high school and I uh, was thinking about doing it? I do. Even though I, I can't remember. sing? No. Yep. I want to be Mushnik? Yeah. <laughs> I remember such things. That would be pretty awesome, actually. Yeah, I'll go with that. Man, for me, it's that's a tough one. Who would I be in any you musical? Be Obi Wan Kenobi from Mulan Rouge. No, you know who I would be? I would be the Phantom of the Opera, oh, because yeah. I'm I'm a baritone. Now I know I know um, Michael um, Klippenstein. What the heck's his name? The the original Phantom of the Opera. Oh, Crawford. Crawford. Michael Crawford is technically not a baritone. He's a little more in the tenor range, but I could totally handle the, all the tunes. Um, in their original key, I could totally handle them, and I just love the the thought of the the angel of music. It, it's a beautiful story. I, I really do. I, I would be the fan of the opera. I used to I used to sing that while I was mowing the lawn. Um. um by if, the way, I'm going to force yeah, Bond go Life to watch um, Game of Thrones before too long. Yeah, there we go. Get everybody going. Selkie asks, if you could combine any two separate video games into a new game, what would you choose and what might the resulting game be like? That's a great question. I don't know, even know if we have time. to. It's like a whole other freaking topic. Um, so people do this all the time, right? So that's, that's the other answer to this, right? People do this all the time. They go, it, people do this with all kinds of artistic ideas, right? They go, all right, I got a great idea. What if we took Citizen Kane... <laughs> meets West Side Story. What would it be, right? And 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 so people and so like a lot of stuff in in movies and music and that's how it starts, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, look at the new Daft Punk album, you know, Random Access Memories. It's kind of like let's take a kind of '70s motif and let's combine it with these great artists and and these you know you know incredible sounds and music that we have today and kind of see what the result is and the result is random access memories um so you know two games i like to see kind of come together um well i've already i've already talked about it a little bit but i would love to see something like a hybrid between <clears throat> lords of the realm 2 mm, lords of the realm 2 and i would probably smush that in with something like How about um, hmm. Skyrim, where you have 
possible. A, a kind of yeah, but but I think it's possible, right? You'd have like a first person view of a battle command for one part of the game, where you can actually command the armies kind of from from a mountaintop and fight as well, but also be able to do the town management stuff as a first person view as well. It's totally possible. I think it could work. Okay, you know what I'm going to throw out, and this is one I've thought of for a long time. It's at the forefront of my memory, so I might, might as well just go out with it. Is a combination of Final Fantasy and Super Smash Brothers. It's basically a fighting Final Fantasy. It's basically a fighting game with Final Fantasy characters, but In not but not like oh. Dissidia. Basically, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. something yeah. more accessible, you know. Yeah, something that was actually worth a damn. Yeah, exactly. Uh, also, Pond Life. Yes, you have to watch Game of Thrones. Why do you hate all things that are good? All right. Game of Thrones. Next. I feel asleep. Ask any plans for the charity marathon this year. Well, yes, but there are plans. You know. Uh, December. Still yeah, December-ish. Um, it's going to happen. But, yes. but stay tuned. We're going to have some details. We're going to need your help again because I don't know how the hell we're going to do what we did last year. But we're going to do it. Yep. We need your help to do it, so be there. First, we got to uh, watch what uh, Pat, the NES punk, does on his marathon in October and do all of the wrong things right. That is absolutely correct. He is, our, he, always, he is our test bed. He is always the guinea pig, always will be, and all the things that, that uh, he totally royally screws, Yes, we will pick up and do better. Lightning-flavored pain asks, <laughs> what's your favorite way of making new friends? I don't, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not good with people. Yeah, not exactly a people person, are you? <laughs> Don't exactly get out there and hobnob it with the old crew. Um, what's your favorite way? I'm going to say, I, I would say necessarily a place to go to meet new friends. That's not what I think you're Is saying. Is that what but you mean? Yeah. I don't know. Here's the thing. Here's what I would tell you. The best way to make new friends are to find people that are interested in the stuff that you're interested in. Even if it's only some, you know, a few things, and just start talking to them about it. I was gonna you say, know, yeah, getting, getting I mean, together with people uh, who with same interests like game nights. A lot of exactly. people in in a certain area will look for gaming groups. You know, like tabletop yeah. gaming and stuff like that. We met some good friends that way. So absolutely, absolutely, and I think I think that's a, I think that's a great thing. The other thing is that you know when you. The other thing is I would say. It, Talk to people. You know, you might. It might seem like a lot of people don't have anything in common with you. You would be amazed. Almost everybody out there has something that you can talk about that you have in common that you have an interest that that'll lead to other things. You, know, you never know when you're going to talk to somebody and they go, "Oh, well, you know, I know somebody that, that does this," and then all of a sudden you got a great connection. That's what I would say. And then um, suddenly you're married with ten kids. Yeah, that's how it happens. Yeah, just like that. Just like that. Both of us would know. Mm -hmm. Um. Where are your grandchildren, by the way? They're with Michael. Okay, good. Riot Shield asks, which famous, or not famous, YouTubers do you follow? And we can't mention Vsauce. We've been specifically mentioned, although <laughs> yeah. I do follow Vsauce. So I, yeah. uh, well, besides a lot of the folks at RetroWare TV, obviously, um, <clears throat> which I'm contractually obligated to, or they hurt me. No, just kidding. Uh, I think I've mentioned before Blame Society Films. I think we both mentioned awesome. that before. Uh, not so much for the Chad Vader stuff, which they're more they're most known for probably. Um, I actually don't like that so much, but that's how they got famous, famous YouTube famous. But I really enjoy their beer and board game series, and also awesome. Welcome to the Basement, where they Welcome discuss movies. Really um, 
Who else? Uh, you got anyone in particular? You were, you were just telling me about someone. I was just telling you about DJ Flula, which you guys have to check out. Mm-hmm. He's phenomenal. So Flula is Flula Borg is a German who uh, makes really, uh, I think, very entertaining videos of, of all different kinds, mostly musically related. He'll go and make um, musical videos like he redoes Ice Ice Baby. Uh, he records it on a Zamboni riding around in an ice rink. And it's it's absolutely really, really funny and, and uh, loves Game of Thrones. The way I found him is he actually wraps up all season three episodes of Game of Thrones with a YouTube video where he recounts it as a confused German and Machinima goes and, and draws it. It's, it animates it. It's, it's very, very fun. So check out DJ Flu. Uh, I also have to obviously say Red Letter Media. Um, yeah, obviously. Those guys are awesome. On. They're just awesome all around. The I would love to meet reviews. the Plant Society guys, but I would love to meet the Red Letter Media guys too. Well, I, they just seem I, like they would be a lot of fun. The funny thing is, I think they're all in Milwaukee. Yeah, which is weird. But anyway, um, well, so I mean, MSC3K was 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 in Wisconsin. There's something so. about Wisconsin. It's weird. Yeah, yeah, so, uh, yeah. In the water, uh, that's good for comedy, I suppose. But anyway, yes. All right. So last question of the day. Here we go, folks. And this is a question for Rue. Have you ever played Landstalker? The Treasures of King Noel for the Sega Genesis. No. That easy. And Faramir answered, uh, asked that question. Well, there's a recommendation for something you should do for a 16-bit gem. So take that. Oh, all right. And just like that, folks, <laughs> we are going to end this particular iteration of the Echo Screen Live. Again, we apologize for the tremendous technical glitches we may or may not have had. <laughs> yes. At the beginning of the... I've, I've forgotten it all now. Uh, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Glitches. It's craziness. Yeah, if you did have technical glitches, then then we're we're sorry for it. Yes. Um, thanks for bearing with us. Thank you for watching, as always. Our thirtieth episode. Uh, they are thirty. Can you believe that we didn't even we didn't even talk about that? It's like insanity. We've been doing thirty of these. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Thirty. Now what? <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, why don't you tell the, the wonderful people when they can usually catch us and when they can catch us next? Well, you can usually catch us on Wednesdays, uh, the first and third Wednesday of the month at 9 p.m. Eastern, uh, 6 p.m. Pacific. And, jeez, uh, 3 a.m. Florence, Italy. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. So we will should be back on Wednesday, October 2nd at 9 p.m. Eastern. Good. I'm looking forward to it. And by the way, don't be expecting the response to the convince me from today for our, for that particular podcast. No, it's going to take a little uh, bit longer. It's going to take some time for us to dig up. I got to dig up a freaking copy of Moulin Rouge, and you got to find the usual suspect somewhere, which I might be even harder. I don't know. I will anyway. I will, however, say uh, add to that that uh, I will be at the Portland Retro Gaming Expo um, October Saturday, October fifth and sixth. Uh, in Portland, Oregon. So if you are in that area, uh, you should totally go first of all because it's an amazing expo. It's the best retro gaming expo you're going to find. Uh, Sweet. Lots of lots of collectors looking to unload their uh, spare stash. Uh, but I'll be going there with a few of the folks from Retroware TV. Um, I know that uh, there will be other great folks there. Go to RetroGamingExpo.com. You'll find find a bunch of info on it. Plus, Portland's and a fun city. You can always find us on ClanOfTheGreyWolf.com and you can follow Rue at... Yeah, underscore C-O-T-G-W, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, On the the Twitters. On the Twitters. And you can follow me at It's the Commodore. And, uh, you know, we'd love to hear from you guys. Tell us what you'd like to see in the show. Tell us what you you like. Tell us what you hated. 
Be gentle with the hatred. We just don't like that. Uh, it just hurts. It's our first time. Don't yeah. misquote the Commodore on Twitter either. No, Very angry. never yeah. do that. Never do that. Anyway, uh, thank you all for watching. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on cleanofthegraywolf.com. It's been great being with you again. Mm -hmm. And we will have many, 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 many more fun times to come here on the Echo Screen Live, the official podcast of the Clan of the Gray Wolf. As always, I am the Commodore. And for Rue. Ding, ding. There is no reset button. <laughs>